0: Welcome to Part 2 of a Geeks Depression Podcast of Top 10 Wrestlers. Remember to check out Part 1 if you have not yet. Because then that would be kind of a spoiler alert if you read it backwards, I guess. I mean, you could go 1 through 5 then to 6 to 10. But then it's just not as fun. I'm back here with my good friend Brett again. Hey. So, let's get started on this one. Uh our number 5, Brett. I threw in possibly... One of the
1: most recognizable, if not most successful, I would say, wrestlers of all time. But he's not my top but he's he's there he's on my list for a good reason. Brooklyn Baller? Close. Okay. <laughs> no. The nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair.
0: Okay, he got the woo before I did. Dang it. I this... mean,
1: what can you say about Ric Flair? He's one of the most Recognizable wrestlers of, of all time.
0: Very charismatic.
1: Yep. Yep, yep. Probably. I mean, right now, unfortunately, right now, he's tied for the most world championships now. Thanks to some other guy who had to win championships
0: soon. I don't count the other guys. Okay.
1: But he was He was obviously another guy who was one of the most innovative Wrestlers and one of the most one of the pioneers of wrestling, in my opinion. Even back when he's in the NWA, because he formed that's where he formed one of the most popular, well-known stables of all time, the Four Horsemen.
0: Which also, I just threw up the Four Horsemen sign, but no one can see me, yeah. so it kind of fell. Yeah. Which had and that and he had he had a lot of great
1: influence. Yeah, a lot of great influence in sport because I figure out how many different people were members of the horsemen at one time or another, like Sting, Nikita Koloff, people like that. Uh, yeah, R. Anderson, of course, we all know. Totally Blanchard. I think Kurt Hang was part of the horsemen at one time. Wasn't he? I, um, I believe so. So, I mean, he was, he could influence a lot of people, I mean. He was great. He was one of the best on the mic, of course. He, cause he, could, he could wrestle. He also, like like my friend Kevin said, he could also poke fun of himself at times. Even during the even in the middle of matches when he would do his famous fall down in the ring. And he'd go over the top rope and fall outside the ring, you know? He was a great showman. I mean, he deserves everything he got. I mean, and that's especially after he got into a plane accident almost lost his life and came back to have a great career
0: yeah a lot of, some people might not have known that actually so yeah very good history
1: yeah
0: oh i use the word history it's almost like school <sighs> we don't say that word around here but but yes yeah, so, i mean i think if you're gonna
1: have a top 10 for the most part most people yeah you would include you could include you would
0: include rick flair in my opinion he was on the bubble, and again, mostly because I I was a WWE. That was WWE guy. I even during the WC then the Monday Night Wars, I was more WWE than I was WCW. I mean, I watched both of them back and forth, and you also. I mean, I knew Flair was over even before that, so I knew who Flair was. And I mean, I got to give the man props, but he just. I never watched him enough for him to make to make me go, hey, you know, trust me, he could have made this list very easily. He probably, if we went to 15, I could definitely see him in that for me with no personal opinions. I just have, the guys I have here are just people I've always loved watching wrestle and on the mic and things like that. And like I said, I'll never take anything from Flair. Yeah,
1: like I said, that's why, like I said earlier, that's why this makes it your top 10. You, Everybody has different top 10s, that's why we
0: conversation between two of them so we know why we pick who we like. Oh, definitely. So, my number five is AJ Styles. Ironically, even though I talk about not watching these other programs that much, and I mean, I watched... I definitely... My TNA was very limited. But even when I was watching him over there, he was just... He was one of their best performers in the ring. I like watching a good match where... You know, there's a the back and forth. It's, you know, you you don't know who's going to win. I love that. You know, I think it's a great thing when you can get surprised. I, you know, AJ on the mic is, is decent. I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's the worst. I mean, there's been, you know, again, they give Roman Reigns a mic. Probably should have named this episode the anti-Roman Reigns episodes. But, uh... <laughs> You know, but yeah, I love AJ Styles. I mean, he's still, he's very athletic. He does great, it just does great matches. I don't think there's many times where you put him in a match, it's going to be a bad one. Yeah, I
1: can understand that. And that's why he's my number four. Huh, there you go. Again, he is, he's a tremendous athlete. I mean, he doesn't have the the normal... Look or size or package of a regular, of a star WWE star that they would have him or just wrestler in general. He doesn't look like he'd be a a wrestler. He kind of looks like he'd be one of your best friends, you know, like a buddy you'd hang out with. But I mean, just the way he puts it, the all all out effort into his matches for and that he can he I don't know if many people knew this, but a lot of people say he couldn't make it in the business. He wasn't big enough, you know, he wasn't charismatic enough, but He's wrestled everywhere. I mean, he was a star, like you said, in TNA. He was a star over in Japan for a while. And he came to WWE. When he came to WWE, I mean, that was a surprise. Nobody saw that coming when he debuted in the Rumble a couple years ago. Nobody even knew he was coming. So, and he made a heck of a debut. I mean, and he can work well with just about anybody in in the ring, you know. So, I just wish they'd give him... A little more free on Mike, I guess, because I think if he gets more free on Mike, I mean, I know you said he's not the best, but may- I think maybe if he gets more free on the mic, he might be able to improve the mic skills. You know. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, he's, but he—I mean—he's definitely not the worst. Yeah. And he backs it up in the ring, which you know that helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, he carries matches when
1: they probably shouldn't be carried. That is very true. And he can be called upon when a upon moment's of notice to to do a match like. Like, I'll give you guys a bit of thing, a bit of history. A few months ago, Raw had, WWE Raw had pay-per-view. Again, and AJ and Finn Balor was scheduled to face somebody. I, I think it was Bray Wyatt. He was scheduled to face Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt couldn't make it. So they brought in AJ Styles at the last, premise at the last minute. And they put it on one of the best matches, in my opinion, that I've seen in a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, bo- so, both of them are exceptional wrestlers. So.
1: To, to know that he can come in and just put on a match like, hey, moment's knows or anything, it takes that takes some skills and I can appreciate that, you know? Mm, so that's why, I, that's why I threw him in there. He's my top five.
0: Alright, my number four is Triple H. Okay, now there's a few reasons why I put him in there. One, Triple H is great on the mic. And two... He is one of the best. I mean, I think he's very underrated by people in wrestling in the ring. I've seen him put on some great matches with people in the past. Heck, I've seen him wrestle with many injuries, too. But I just, I mean, Triple H, I think he's very undervalued. I know the new gimmick now is going to be a lot of, you know, always the last thing you see or hear is the most freshest in your mind. And, I mean, yeah, the whole DX angle was, you know, it was, was good and fun. But, like I said, he put on good matches. No one, I mean, he was more the power guy, but he actually had some nice matches. I mean, if you remember when he first started, he wasn't the big, huge power guy. Yeah. He was trying to, he was He was made more of a finesse-type wrestler. And then he got really big by working out a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, I, I, I'm kind of going to have to disagree there. I kind of think his matches I mean, some of his matches I think were pretty uh, Because sometimes when I watch some of his matches I was like, he just wasn't that good in them, you know? I don't know if that's just because of this who he's wrestling or if that's just the way they promoted him to be that that type of match, but some of his matches I was like, this is a boring match with him in it. You know what I'm saying? Because some of his matches he just I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm not a big fan of the wear down holes, and he did a lot, of ma- a lot of the holes in his matches sometimes, so...
0: I don't mind them sometimes. I mean, it's it helps pace the match. I believe you got to have sometimes you got to have them. you know. It adds more moves to your yeah, repertoire, but, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I just,
1: I'm just not a big fan of that. I think he used that too, many, too much in his matches, in my opinion. And, I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great wrestler, but just sometimes he just didn't... He's just boring to me sometimes, you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean I, I can understand you being wrong. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I just I just think Triple H was very underrated. And like I said, he was always great. Even no matter what he's doing, he's been great on the mic. But mm-hmm. uh, So that brings us to our top three. Which What's yours there, Brett? My number three.
1: He's a, he's an all time great in my opinion. Some people may not see that, may not think that, but I go with the man named Sting. He was, he's very athletic. He's very athletic. He could, he was one of the few guys who, no matter what happened, he could go out there with anybody and put on a great match. And for a long time, many people probably didn't think he was a great player. Uh, again, like AJ, he wasn't, didn't have that great build or package when he started off with. But once he got more seasoned, I think he became a better wrestler. You know, I mean, and to know that he was able to be one of the standard bearers for NWA, because he wrestled there, and WCW, he was a, one of the best faces of all time. He was a face. Even when he went into the NWO, the wolf pack he was still a face so I mean and the gimmicks he had were great the first gimmick was a surfer gimmick I mean a lot of people that appealed to a lot of people you know then he went to the crow gimmick which was appealed to a lot of people back in the 90's which was a lot of like the what would you call those people like the crow you mean goth yeah goth people <laughs> like could, could could feel that cause they could feel where he was coming from uh, they didn't want to be around people you know and his mystique around that time was mystique and mystery was great because nobody knew what to expect from him, you know. And he was able to carry the company, and I think he was a great wrestler. The face paint brought some face paint wore brought some appeal and some differentials differentials to the to the game, you know. And he was just I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he was just a great no, wrestler. No, I
0: mean, no, I mean, trust me. I understand that. I think the thing with Sting is I do think he was a good wrestler. Um, I did not follow his career as much as you did.
1: Right. Again, but then again, that was WCW. Exactly. Was wrestler,
0: so. um, but the one thing I did like about Sting was he was WCW, NWA all the way through. He was one of the yep. few people that didn't jump ship. I'm pretty sure that if Vince could have had him back in the day, he definitely would have. Yep. You know.
1: It, he I mean, was... I mean, he, re, uh, he honestly didn't really come to WD until a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's just because I think he knew that people wanted him to see him there, so he went there.
0: Yeah, I think he did. I really do think he did that. Yeah, showed off for the fans. I totally believe that.
1: I mean, so... I just think he's a great wrestler. He And, of course, he always played the no matter what happened, even when he was a bad guy, he always tried to play the good guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, which I know, which I know is a, which is good for business sometimes. You know, you got the one guy who always has wants to be the good guy no matter what. You know? Yeah, you gotta have a face. Yeah. So, and like you said, when he stuck to his morals and didn't jump ship. You know?
0: Yeah, you have to respect that.
1: Shows me that he really cared for what he was work what he was doing,
0: what he who's working for, you know. Definitely, definitely. So I'm gonna go with my number three because it's my turn. And that's the rated R Superstar Edge. So maybe now me having Christian as number nine makes a little more sense. When Edge and Christian first came out, they were using they were built off of a, a role-playing game called vampire i mean the guy they were with gangrel was one of the clans in vampire i mean one is who's familiar with who understand what i'm saying i know people listening are probably have no clue what i'm saying but yeah so and we actually found a picture in a book one of the books that we had that if it wasn't if edge was not ripping off that the the look of that person i i'd be amazed really Oh, yeah. I wish I could. I wish I still had that book. It was, I mean, it Splitting was a. Image. Dude, it was a black and white drawing, and it was like, yeah, that's definitely. Uh, Edge looked. I mean, me and a few other friends actually totally believe it, so.
1: Maybe that's I, how he got the character, character off of his It's
0: very possible. So. I mean. But Edge, another one. Great on the mic and great in the ring. I mean, watching him come down here and cash in the money in the bank was just. Legendary. It was just great. I mean, his. I mean, even with Randy Orton, he made I made me actually kind of like Randy Orton a little bit. I mean, that, that takes, takes that takes skills. It does, you know. But I mean, there's just so many hit. Like I said, back with Christian, and when I said about Christian, the TLC matches with them, the Hardys, and the Dudleys were exceptional. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone being able. The tag teams nowadays. They, they couldn't do a good one, I don't believe. I mean, they do an... I, I, think, I think your Usos could probably do pretty decent in it.
1: I think the bar could. Uh, I, could off, I, think.
0: I don't know. Bars are very... They're kind of muscle and beat you down type thing. So but, are the Dudleys. And that's true. They can be the guys putting people through tables. Ah, the good old days. But, yeah, I just, I've always loved Edge. I... Uh, I was an edge head for a a very long time. And Edge and Christian together, again, their goofiness when they were a tag team. I mean, if you didn't laugh at that, I'd be very surprised by anyone. Five-second pose. Dude, I mean, who doesn't love the five-second pose? Or them rocking it out with their kazoos. (laughs) I mean, really. Reeking of awesomeness. Yep. I mean I love that Edge could do that completely off the wall goofy idiot mm-hmm. and then down the line in his career he turned into this serious you know main eventer when they finally let him get the push mm-hmm. that's why I do believe Christian could have done I don't think he would have achieved edge status I do agree with what you said that before
1: I, I But I think he could shadow.
0: Oh yeah definitely that's but I well. think Christian could have done better but I mean he but Edge Edge is just great and he's Canadian, which you'll notice the theme in here in a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Edge is
1: a great competitor. I will give you that. Um, again, he just wasn't—he just didn't appeal to me as much as he appealed to other people, like you. Not that I didn't like him, but just he wasn't a top guy for me, you know. Because through that whole little triple team team we were, to- they were talking about, I honestly was a Hardy's fan. Hardy Boys fan. And I'm I'm actually looking at my list now wondering why I didn't put Jeff Hardy on there because I actually love Jeff Hardy. But...
0: I know uh, why he wasn't on mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean... Yeah, Edge did did pretty much just what Miz did. He came up from being pretty much almost a no... a mid-carder to low-opening guy to a main event. And... He had that appeal to people that made people and know everything. He was a in my opinion he was a better heel than was face. Yeah. Because and that's what helps him get over, yeah, you know, that was what helped him get over. Okay. So I mean I mean it was a good choice, but I just like I say it just didn't appeal to me as much as the other people on my list.
0: Mm. So what you got for number two, Brett? Number two?
1: I've got one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be. Mm. Can you guess who this, Kevin? No,
0: I need help. I need to phone a friend. Uh, right. I'll call you in a second.
1: <laughs> it is Bret Hart. I mean, what can you say about him? He was one of the best wrestlers ever. I mean, I'll be honest with you. At times, I don't think he was the greatest on the mic. But then again, as when you have the skill set that he had and the, the athleticism he had, you really didn't need to be on the mic. At point at times, you know. I mean, he was just one a guy could go out there and have a great match with anybody, and no matter what kind of match it was, he would put all effort into it, even in losing. He would make it great. He make it look good.
0: Oh yes, his matches were always exceptional.
1: And one of my favorite matches he would have ever had was the Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels. I mean, to go an hour, it takes a lot of skills and stamina and effort to go my, an hour wrestling, you know, nonstop. And I think that without, without Shawn Michaels, it probably wouldn't be a Bret Hart for the most part, in my opinion. I mean, I know Kevin's not the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. He's a liar. But <laughs> but I think even he has to admit that without Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart probably wouldn't have had a lot of great matches.
0: As painful as it is to say, Shawn Michaels was actually decent in the ring. Yeah, I mean... Oh, God, that was like one of the hardest things I've ever said.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and Bret Hart, like I said, he, no matter what he did, he always put a lot of effort to it. Even when he wasn't... A main vendor or whatever, he'd always do what he can to put the product over. You know, it's just a shame that somebody had to end his career early. Goldberg's an ass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he can't wrestle either. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he is a great one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. So, and I just think he—if he, I'm sure—if he didn't get injured by the aforementioned Goldberg, he probably would wrestle for a little bit long, probably a few years or longer. I Probably could. still wouldn't have been one of the best in the way he
0: was. I totally believe that. So, No, it's a good quality choice for number two there. So my number two, I could read off as the man's accolades all over. You know, I'll tell you one thing. He just made my list. The very first ever undisputed champion. The first man to ever hold the WCW and WWE belt. At the same time, Y2J, Chris Jericho,
1: and he who did he beat to win that championship? Um, some, champion?
0: some, some two bums named The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. In the same night, actually, in back-to-back matches. But you know, we, you know, we digress, or yeah, digress. So uh, the reason why Jericho's up here is. He was one of the best on the mic. I, I really think out of my whole list, he is actually the best mic, I have. I remember, I remember the time I actually started watching uh, watching him. It was actually in WCW for a little time period. He was feuding with Dean Malenko, another quality great wrestler.
1: Yes, yes. And the
0: man, how many holds did uh, Dean Malenko have, Brett?
1: Man of a thousand holds.
0: Yep, unfortunately, Jericho was the man of a thousand and four. And he came out and read them off a list one time. It was, you know, it was very exceptional,
1: you know. He had like 17 arm bars on there.
0: Now, there are variations. It's mm-hmm. where you hold your wrist and your arm. As long as it alters, it's a different you move. He didn't
1: say that, but he kept saying arm bar. No, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't remember that. I think he did. I don't I mean, remember what? that. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, but anyway, I mean, he's done. He's done everything in the company. He's held every title, I believe. Um, Similar to AJ, he has been all over the world. He was huge in Japan, huge in Mexico. I mean, even all he has to do is show up for a couple, for a week on week or two in WWE, and everyone's loving it. He doesn't even have to do anything; just come out there and talk smack. I mean, he's always been a great, exceptional heel, mm-hmm. but even the time period where he was a face, he was good because he was just that great on the mic. He was,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, he was great no matter what, you, what he did. I mean, I mean, the whole Y2J thing, when he first came to WWE, that was unique. Oh, yeah. I mean, to think about it, nobody knew what, when they started a Countdown, nobody knew what that was about. yeah. He started
0: figuring it out by the end, but But,
1: but when we started, nobody knew what it was about. I mean, yeah, and then to make his first appearance, interrupting one of the greatest, another great trash talker of all time, oh yes, The Rock, that makes an oh. impression. And he was he's good. He was good at making impressions. He's still good at making impressions.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, he could definitely. He was able to uh, go out there, and he's Canadian again. So yeah, I love the Canadian wrestlers. I can,
1: I can understand that. Yeah,
0: I just, like I said, I love uh, Chris Jericho. I've always been a fan of his. I mean, he he goes out there and he has fun too. You can tell he has fun. And he always had a very unique repertoire of moves and things like that. But I, I believe with him, I've, I've actually read his book, his the first one. The second one I have not completed yet, but the first one you know and that's one of the things he learned he took stuff from his original training up in calgary then he took what he learned there and moved to mexico then to japan and he's always learned a little bit here and there and he's altered his his uh wrestling matches around what he's learned which is you know that's the smart way to do it Mm -hmm. that's my number two so now we're going to number ones brett Alright,
1: my number one, I'm sure most people are probably thinking this, why is he a number one wrestler, but I just personally think he was that great in my opinion and we did. That's Chris Benoit. He was a Canadian, just like my number two guy. We all know how great Canadian wrestlers are. It's true. <laughs> but he would go out I mean Benoit he would just go out there, he was no nonsense, did what he had doing the ring. I mean, and he did, he did as one of the best ever, in my opinion, wrestling. He wasn't the best on the mic, we all, I mean, didn't agree to that, but he didn't need to be. As good as he was in the ring, and he was just able to go out there and perform, and perform at a high level every time. I mean, he didn't need to do trash talking, cause his his athleticism and work ethic did for him. So. I mean, and when he became, I know one of my feel good moments was when he finally became WWE Champion. He beat two of arguably arguably, arguably the greatest in the sport Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match. So I mean if you can go out there and beat those two Hall of Famers for your first title, it says a lot you know, I mean and he was a champion just like Jericho and um, he was champion he was champion of Roy win. They both he was also in the he also learned his hunting skills in Canada with and Japan and Mexico. And he was just great at he Wynne, you know. So, I mean I liked it. Like I said, most of all I liked that he was a no nonsense guy, I just went out there and did what he had to do. You know, so and that he just And he didn't need any fancy gimmicks or anything or special effects or anything for his entrances or anything. He just came out and did what he had to do and did it well and won championships all over the world and just did what he had to do, you know?
0: I agree with you. Benoit, as a wrestler, was exceptional. Never was my full cup of tea, personally. Mm Mm-hmm. I do want to put this disclaimer out there to anyone who actually is wrestling fans. What happened with him and his family was a tragedy. Oh yeah. I mean, I that I just, can't imagine it, but it does. I if people can learn anything from it, what addictions can do, and what you know these medicines that they're on can do to people.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that part of that actually also to do with something that you. This I'm sure he probably was depressed it uh, to a certain extent.
0: He might have been. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that people don't talk about. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is a tragedy by happened in his personal life, but I prefer to think about what happened in his professional life, you know?
0: No, I understand that. I just wanted to put the disclaimer yeah, out there. I, I don't want anyone, you know, I hope no one got, gets offended by it. I mean, it's just an opinion. We're literally basing this on what they do in the ring, mm-hmm. not what they do in their personal lives or what's happened to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my number one. And uh, Brett has already mentioned it. And he actually shares the first name with him. So I'll let him slide there a little bit. Uh, The Hitman, Brett Hart. Uh, I've been a Brett Hart fan since he was actually part of – when he was Hart Foundation. And I will agree, no offense to Brett, he was – Hart, that is – that he was – not good on the mic but again that's someone else's book i've actually read i read his book uh and actually that's why he the sunglasses actually game part of his gimmick because he wasn't good at like staring at the camera when doing cutting promos. So he could put the sunglasses on you, so you couldn't see where he was actually looking.
1: Oh, I actually did not know that. That's
0: yeah, it was I actually mean? a very interesting thing. Oh. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah the one, one time the had him to cut a promo, he ran out and grabbed the sunglasses. And that's how the Hitman Shades started. Hmm. But yeah, I'm like currently right now. I'm looking at a uh, framed picture on my wall of Bret Hart having Shawn Michaels in the sharpshooter. From the Iron Man match Brett was previously talking about. Uh, God, what else do I have? I have uh, I have his book autographed. I have I think another picture of him autographed. I even have a voice message from him. It's not autographed because you can't do that. So, but yeah, I mean, my wife got that for me. But no, it. I mean, I just love watching his matches. He was he always went in there. He held himself as a professional. He never, I mean, I don't remember many matches where anyone's really gotten hurt. He was always there to protect the other wrestler. And he could bring out great matches with even wrestlers that weren't the best at wrestling. You know, like I said, I understand what Brett's saying with Shawn Michaels. And I, you know, I, I just don't like Shawn Michaels. I was a Bret Hart guy, so I think that's probably a big thing. Because, you know, I assumed a lot of people were one or the other. But I also do believe that I think Bret Hart kind of helped with the uh, move to uh, get the smaller wrestlers with the titles.
1: Like I, I mean,
0: you know, yeah, we had Macho Man back in the day if you count him as small, but...
1: I don't think he was even that small.
0: No, I mean, but Bret Hart was that technical wrestler who went out there and did his job, and I think, you know, I don't want to say he paved the ways, but I think he helped prove that you can have a smaller wrestler as champion, and fans will still be happy.
1: Right. Right. That's why. That's why. A lot of people are. That's why a lot of champions nowadays are beginning are not as big as they used to be. You know. Because a lot of a lot of people, because they kind of like show them that they're kind of like the underdog. You know, and people like the underdog thing. Yeah. You know? Oh
0: yeah, I mean Daniel Bryan. Yeah. When he became champion, dude, oh, yeah. everyone loved that.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes,
0: movement, you weren't stopping at any way, shape, or form. Yeah.
1: And again, Chris Benoit, another one. Wasn't mm-hmm. the biggest guy, but he was kind of like the more Bret Hart. Yeah. So.
0: And Bret's Canadian, so if you haven't figured this out, I love the Canadian wrestlers. I mean, let's just call it down the middle. I mean, you know, they're they're just so much better. But, uh, yeah, that looks like it brings us to our end of our top ten list. So now we're on to the depression part. Do you have any stories or any things you'd like to share with us, Brett?
1: I mean, I'll I'll talk briefly about my struggle. I would say that my depression started about last year. it was about sorry about time shortly after my grandmother passed away. I would say. I mean, knowing losing a loved one can be depressing. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean that was part of it I mean and just other stuff on top of that you know like other personal stuff like I guess I guess I could say like relationship tries you know I've had my share of bad tries of relationships that didn't help my emotions either you know I mean and it just made me feel like I didn't wasn't good enough you know like I wasn't able to be successful in what I needed to do and it actually hurt me that so much that I would just, like, not get out of bed, you know? Just stay in bed and not want to do anything. And it, in reality, it actually cost me my... It's the first time you were hearing about this, but it actually cost me my job. Who? Didn't I know that? Yeah, I try not... I, you know, just try not to tell people most about no, that. I, but I mean, And that's when they started on me on some medication. But... After a short while, I had actually gotten another job over, I don't know if you know Restoration Harbor, right? in Northeast? Ah, uh, yes. I had a job there for a little bit, but then another bout came up with depression. I mean, it, just another stuff that I went through, and they actually cost me a job there, too. Which got me back to the doctor and got me on some more medication. Which, I mean, it sucks being being... Having depression, you know, it makes you feel like you don't want to do anything. You're not worth it, you know. I mean, you just feel like it's not going to get better, you know. But if you can just talk to somebody, even just for a couple minutes or something, let them know, I mean, they might not be able to help you, but they can at least make you feel like, feel better and comfort you, you know. I mean, I, I know that I just felt like, no matter what happened, nothing's going to get better. But I'm getting better, you know? So the medicine's helping and just having your family there. I mean, somebody to talk to. It may may not help the right way, but gradually it'll make you, it'll help you. Just let people know what's wrong. Know there's something wrong, you know? And because if you don't tell anybody, they're not going to know what to do or know how to help you. So... And that's what I was that's what that's how I first started, I just didn't tell anybody, I didn't think anybody could help me. I didn't know what to do. I had never been through that before. And it just I was scared. I was I was scared. And I just I was afraid I was wasn't gonna get better. But through talking with people, my family, the medicine and stuff, it's helping me, you know. And just you just gotta be positive, you know. Too. You can't just sit down and think, say Nothing's gonna work. I'm not gonna get better. Nothing's gonna happen. You gotta gather and say, it will get better. I can do better. I will be better. You know, things are gonna get better. I'll, no matter what I gotta do, I gotta get better, 'cause I can't stay like this. It's just, it's a bad disease, and and you can't help it sometimes, but but you can try to do better. It's just, I don't know what else to say, but I mean.
0: No, that, I mean, that right there is perfect enough. I mean, that's one of the prime reasons for this podcast is to get out there and let people know to talk. I mean, I've told, I've said on here multiple times that I'm, you know, on medications. I've all, you know, and I've had to go back and alter stuff just like you did. I had mm-hmm. was one that was not working for me. I went back, altered it. This other yep. one seems like it's doing good Yep. because each person is different with the medication. Yep. So if you try, if you're trying one and it doesn't work for you, go back to your doctor and say, look, this isn't, this isn't right. This one's not working. Yep. You know, people are out there to help. I mean, they're again on the website. I don't want to use this as a promotion, but there are some things on there that you can contact for help. If you want to talk to, I believe you're able to talk to anonymously to people there. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk to your family, talk to your friends if you got to, I mean. Sometimes, I mean, even getting it off your chest helps yeah. relieve a little bit of that pressure, you know. Yeah. And I want to say thanks for sharing your story, Brad. I mean, I def- totally no, appreciate that. No problem. I mean,
1: the more, the more people get out there and sit, talk about their experiences, maybe it'll help somebody else when they get out there and talk about it, you know. That's what I hope this podcast ultimately does. Yeah. I mean, I know people are scared to talk about it, but, I mean, I mean, it does help to yeah. talk about it, you know. I mean, I'm still scared to talk about it now, but, I mean, I, I still want to do it to try to help
0: other people, you know? Oh, no, and I, like I said, I greatly appreciate this. I mean, I only knew barely anything you just told me, so I didn't know most of that stuff, yeah. and, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the stuff, issues, yeah. so, you like know, you but, this. no, and that's understandable. I mean, you don't, I mean, you know, sometimes you even feel embarrassed with it. It's exactly. You know, and it's not, you know, don't feel embarrassed, I mean. If you're wearing unmatching clothes or something like that, that might be embarrassing, but not this. Yeah, but when, well, when you're
1: when you're in that situation, you don't think about it like that. Nope, you don't. You think you think if I talk about it, people are gonna make fun of you or?
0: Yeah, I mean, it took okay. me a while. It took me a while to get to mine, but I was like, I gotta you feel, do something.
1: I feel people are gonna make fun of you or judge you or something? But yeah, there's people out there who actually have been through what you're going through. You know, there's a lot of them out there. And if you if you think you're the only one, you're all. I mean, that's why Kevin has this, to help try help people. And mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing that he's doing it. I mean, somebody, another person who actually has depression can go out there and talk about it, you know?
0: I mean... Definitely. Thank you, Thank you for that compliment, Brett. No problem. Well, actually, now it's time to get some little bit... Uh, we always have the serious, but we always have the fun, too. So, I think it's time for us to go to the... Secret code questions. I should have like a cool intro for that maybe <laughs> one day. Yeah? Yeah, well that just requires a lot more technical skills than I'm really worried about. So, secret code questions. Let's start it off with Brett. Number one, your favorite video game, why? Um we're just talking about all time or yeah, all time. Okay. Um actually it's
1: kinda easy. I'll go I like I'm going go, contra. NES. You,
0: you can't, I mean, it,
1: it's a classic. Yeah, I mean, that's where everybody knows the Konami code from. In case you don't know what that is, that's a uh, code. I'm using a lot of the games, Nintendo games back in the day, but for the Contra, Contra it was able to get you, you start off to realize you put this code in, which is when the code is up, up, you press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select start.
0: If you're doing two players. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't <laughs> want
1: them, it'll get you, instead of, you start off with three lives, if you do that, you'll get 30 lives. And, it was just a great game. I, I That's one of, the, one of the things that got me hooked on video games, in my opinion. Because well, it was an action game, you go through, you've got different, you Animals. go through as like a commando guy, army commando guy, and just go through and start shooting stuff up. It's like a shoot them up game. With with different guns and stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, my favorite gun
0: was the spread gun. I don't know anyone who's never said that. If anyone ever says my favorite gun was rapid fire, I'm like, what? Yeah, Yeah, right. Let me shoot spread and shoot five things that are going to try to kill me at one time. Right. So, I mean, but yeah, that that has to be my favorite game of all time. That's cool. All right, number two. If you could hang out with anyone from living or dead, who would it be? Why? That's a good question. I'll probably have to go with... And I have to say... It can be anyone, it can be famous, not famous, whatever.
1: Yeah. I would probably like to sit down and talk with Honestly, Davy Crockett. You know he's not real, does that count? I don't care. I mean he was one of my favorite, I guess, character of all time. And I mean there's con there's controversy if he was actually a real person or not, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But he did live he had good event interesting adventures and he was one of my favorite characters like i said say of all time book movie whatever he was in mm. and I just think he what he did was cool he some of his adventures he would like help people and he would fight off in wars and stuff like that and different stuff like that and it just seems like he led an interesting life and I'd just like to see how he, what he would what he thought about stuff like that and if he were alive today what he thinks about stuff nowadays you know
0: well, that that's definitely interesting. So all right, now we're gonna go with number three, and we're see, I'm curious because I want to see what you'll say for this one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be?
1: I would probably go with healing, all Mac healing.
0: You're the first one to come up. You're the first one to actually not use a time ver- something would do with time really yes out of the three people three other the three previous myself included all said a time type thing really yeah see see I'd like to go to
1: healing cause I mean healing for like myself I need to like automatic oh, healing you know, like Wolverine yeah, yeah or healing other people you know just okay. being able to like you know touch them and heal them you know
0: I know that I, that. I was just curious because, like I said, everyone's gone with time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I just like think, it. You're I different. Just, <laughs> I just think that'd be a cool ability to be able to, like, say I got cut, be like, oh, well, yeah. Automatically heal itself. Not hurt. You know what I'm saying? No, that'd be good for, like, cage fighting. Yeah. But, Or just anything. Like, if you, like, get involved in an accident or something.
0: Yeah, that's true. See, I'm thinking about violence. Yeah. were wrong. <laughs> Is that. <laughs> that's scary. is that that's the first place you go to no <laughs> I was just thinking like you know UFC type stuff you know yeah if you could be able to heal yourself you'd probably be able to win most of them matches yeah so and what if you had won ten million dollars, all your bills are already paid off what would you do? what would I do hmm I
1: would probably I think I would probably just, you know, take a trip around the world. Visit different places I've never been, you know. I would probably like to see, like, the seven wonders of the world, you know. Like, the pyramids. The Great Wall of China or something like that, you know. Stuff that I've never seen. Hmm. Just to say I did it, you know. I mean, good places I've never been before.
0: That's cool. I mean. No, I don't blame you. Travel is definitely a good choice. It's just... (laughs)
1: Something I've always thought about doing, if I could.
0: So, okay, number five. If you had to change your name, what would your new name be, and why would you choose that name?
1: I'd probably have to go with... I mean, this might sound cheesy, but... Easy Money. Oh, there you go. I mean, it was... Just, it was my uh, I was my wrestling character in one of my video games, and I just liked the way the name sounded, and it just... And hopefully, people would like it because it's just—I know a lot of people like money. So, I mean, who doesn't like money?
0: There's somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just have your name be part money. You know, it just sounds yeah. like you would be able to be able to
0: do whatever you need to do because you have all the money in the world. I mean, yeah, no, that uh, that I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. I just like the way it always sounds, you know. And with the way that celebrities name their kids, that actually is normal. Yeah, that's true. All right, here's a tu- here's a tough one. Favorite movie?
1: Ooh. That is a tough one. I have a lot of favorite movies.
0: If you got a couple, i will let you list them. I don't mind that. I mean, I've always loved Forrest Gump. It is classic. It'd probably be in my top ten. And honestly,
1: because if you want to go by movies, I I have to watch if it's on TV. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that is a good thing.
1: I mean, you probably don't know about this, but I, I like Black Hawk Down. Hmm. War movie.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with the, the movie. I've not seen it myself. Yeah,
1: I, mean, I like that movie. So that's yeah, one of my top movies. I mean, and honestly, I like the first Bill and Ted movie.
0: First one was classic. Second one. Yeah, and trying. if they do a third, which they've been talking about, yeah, I don't or, even know because it's and, been so long.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I actually like watching a mini- the miniseries called Band of Brothers.
0: Okay, I'm familiar with that, too. I Again, another one. They're not my genre, so that's yeah. probably why I've never watched yeah. them. But, but I've heard good things about it, so I can't yeah. say anything bad.
1: So those are probably my, like, I guess, top
0: movies. <clears> stuff. So Okay, now this is probably the easiest question I have on the list, and people usually don't hesitate. Marvel or DC?
1: See, that's the thing. I like both of them, but if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with Marvel. I
0: think DC got
1: to step it up. Marvel kicking your ass. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like DC. I like some of the characters they have, but Marvel's just—you know—more about you. Like, Marvel's got cooler characters. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, one of the reasons I like Marvel is because I think one of my favorite movies is probably Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. and I like the Captain American movies. So, oh,
0: no, yeah, the movies were great. So, yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, it's just. Like I, said, I like them both, but if I have to choose one, I'll, I'm choosing tomorrow.
0: Okay. So, number eight. What Dungeons and Dragons class would you be? Well, whenever I played, I always choose fire.
1: I mean, for me, it's just easier for me to remember stuff in the fire class, you know. And I just like being the guy who runs in and beats people up in fights and stuff, you know. So, I mean, it's just an easy class for me to do, you know more I'm
0: comfortable with. Quick story time, friends. Brett's played a couple games with us before. He played as a cleric. And he ran in in the middle and wanted to fight things again. We tried to explain to him, that's not really what we need you to do, but he did it anyway. And that's the best thing about D&D is you do what the hell you want. So, just thought that was a little funny one. Okay, <laughs> number nine. Who would play you in a movie about your life?
1: Well... I think a lot, I
0: think since a lot of people say us, they I probably have to
1: go. People say I look like them. Probably Drew Carey.
0: Yeah, actually, I agree. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know if I've ever said that to you.
1: No, but I've had people like in my previous jobs still say that to them. So I, if I would have to choose, I'll probably say that because probably
0: person's probably most similar to me. I guess I could see that. All right, number ten. What job would you want to do if money didn't matter? So if you already, you know, no matter what, you knew you could do anything you want. If, you know, if it was a fry cook at McDonald's, it's a fry cook at McDonald's. We don't, we don't judge.
1: No. Uh, honestly, I would say wrestler. There you go. I mean, how many people can say they, they, they've been a wrestler? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I want to be an actor or I want to be a sports athlete. I mean, but then again, with wrestling, you get the best of both.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is definitely
1: the best of both. I mean, and you're live every time you perform. No matter what you do, you're always going to be live. And you're always going to have people either cheering or booing you no matter what. And in that role, you've got a chance to do whatever you want. Whatever, like, persona you want to. So, I mean, like, if you want to be a badass rapper, just to say. Or if you want to be if you want to be a Viking, you can do it. And something—it's a dream you can live out of doing whatever you want to do every single night, not just have to wait till a certain time to do it, like other like other jobs, you know. Yeah, true. So, and going and seeing that I'm a wrestling fan, well, this is it seems like a cool job, you
0: know. Yeah, no, I have no objection to it. That could definitely be going on my possible lists. So. All right. Well, any uh, other final words, Brett, before we uh, close this up? Um, Just uh,
1: get out there and talk about your problems. Your depression, get out there and talk about your problems. And get on here. Try to get on message him. Let him know what you think of this podcast. I mean, it's a great podcast. So, I mean, if you, if you have any suggestions for him, I think he would appreciate that. And just continue to... Get out there and talk about stuff, you know. No matter what it is, just talk about it. You'll be able... People will listen. And just let them know that
0: you care. Well, that's probably some da- great advice there, Brett. So, so some quick ending notes here. Uh, you hear it every episode so far, you're going to keep hearing it. Geeksdepression.com Um... Again, iTunes, iTunes users or listeners, please rate and comment. It definitely helps. It looks good. You know, that way people know what they're getting into. And it's another person's opinion, just not mine. Um, Facebook friends, if you know, like, if you haven't liked yet, uh, share with others, if, you know, if you want other people to listen to it. Like I said, if even if they just want to do the geek stuff and kind of like the depression, fast forward, I guess they can do that you know, defeats the purpose, but you know, I don't judge. Um, and YouTube channel should be up within the next few weeks. Uh, I'll be starting with just magic gathering pack openings for the beginning. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get, I'm going to branch out into some other things eventually, but then again, that's all within due time. So we'll see where that goes. Um, just want to say thanks for listening and remember you don't have to be ashamed If you have depression, we're to talk about it. All right, good night.